0: Charleston in Charge is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. to episode 21 of the Charleston in Charge podcast. I am your host, Marty Balake, and I am joined via Zoom with Dougles. Doug, say hello. Hello. And I am also blessed with the the presence. You will soon hear the dulcet tones of Dill Spears from from Idiotville Productions and the Idiotville podcast, Erie's favorite podcast uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. How's it going, Dale?
1: It's going good, man. Um, we got a South Carolina-like day up here. It's seventy-five and sunny.
0: I was getting ready to ask, like that's basically what the weather was out here. So you're kind of you're kind of enjoying what we have right now. So you want more of that humid weather?
1: No, I'll, you can keep that. I'll I'll take our uh, not humid. It was uh, got all the way up to eighty, but the dew point was like like thirty, so it was just. <laughs> perfect today
0: oh that's awesome that's awesome yeah. so yeah we're uh, we're at episode 21 it's the 21st episode of of the podcast which means it's time to drink right everybody drinking
1: podcast is old enough
0: to drink Ooh. podcast is old enough to drink i'm actually drinking uh i'm actually drinking some wine from back home uh margo and i opened up a bottle of some dry red uh that we've had from erie pennsylvania and i decided to change it up a little bit so Looks like Douglas went to go grab a beer in a very impromptu manner.
2: He's like, I need beer.
0: Well, well, shit, since you mentioned alcohol.
2: Well, it's right next to me. I mean, you know.
0: So, before we get into any, any more of the alcohol talk, it's episode 21. So, who are the first people that you think of with the number 21? I'm going to be the first person to say something. And this one is for Brent and Liberty. Number 21, I think of Tim Duncan. What else you got?
1: Uh Deion Sanders.
0: Okay. Douglas. LT. LT Ladanian Tomlinson. Okay. Uh Frank Gore. There's a lot on this one.
1: Oh yeah. Um hold on. I had one in my
0: head and it fell out. Give me a sec. Don't you hate it when that happens when it falls out? Every time. Oh. The struggle is real.
2: You just gotta roll it up and shove it back in.
0: That's right. That's right. Same does not go for uh, me. I was trying to eat earlier uh, before we started recording and I was eating nachos with cheese and I swear I cannot aim for my mouth at all. Nothing but cheese down into my beard all the way down into my chin and it gets all sticky and shit like that. That ain't going back in. That pisses me off though. Anyways, sorry, Dale.
1: I'll, I'll tell you one that pops into my head as a big Atlanta Braves fan is Warren Spawn. Good one. Yeah, he, uh, he was part of that incredible rotation they had that was basically what was it spawn insane and, and pray for rain in the uh in oh, yeah. the 40s and 50s but uh I always love Warren like watching highlights of Warren Spawn and uh stuff like that. Like obviously he retired 15 years before I was born but right um it, that's that's one of the ones for me that that pops out as Warren Spawn. And nobody's nobody for Atlanta has worn that number since he retired in 1964.
0: It's actually good to know. I didn't even know that. Now, being a closet Red Sox fan, I will mention Roger Clemens and Douglas. Do you have any others?
2: Not off top of my head. Sammy Sosa. Sammy.
0: Can't forget about slamming Sammy.
1: Yeah, that's a good
0: one. I'm sitting here trying to think without looking. I, I'd like. I totally want to look. Kevin Garnett when, when he was with the Timberwolves. So there's yeah. that one. Oh. Patrick Peterson formerly from the arizona cardinals okay that's fairly new like i part part of me wants to keep going like how many more people can i think of 21 um, is such a roberto clemente there you go Yeah. Um, no, i actually I just... think it was 21 yeah it was 21 that's the so why i didn't bring it up i kept thinking it was 20 um oh i had a i, had I found a, one. a list on ranker tiki barber was that 21 uh, I think so. Can we say Zeke Elliott? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dominique Wilkins. There you go. That was Hawks, right?
1: Yeah, Hawks, and then a whole bunch of other teams.
0: Yeah. Uh, Primarily known for the time with the Hawks, I would, I would, at least. Yeah. I would say. That's
1: that's when I think of Dominique, I think of a
0: Hawks. I don't think of his time with the Celtics. Jim Thorpe? Was he 21? I think so.
2: I think so. Um, Charles Woodson?
1: Ah, Charles Woodson, son of a bitch. One of my favorite all-time historical baseball players, Juan Marichal, who uh, once started a uh, benches-clearing brawl by going after someone with a bat.
0: I like it. God, I feel like there's so many.
2: Eric Metcalf uh,
0: world be free. World be free. who is was World be free?
1: He's a basketball player.
0: Um not to be confused with Metal World Peace, of course. Right,
1: right. Um we can't forget Andy Pettit and you sure. were uh, Marty, you were right on on uh on tiki barber okay uh hockey player cam neely
0: oh um shit you said hockey um avalanche patrick Pat, was it patrick wa did he wear or was it peter no peter forsberg peter forsberg i'm yes. sorry we're gonna keep going until we get stumped that's exactly why what we're doing normally this is just a quick opening of the show but we are still going uh, we're still going
1: Stan Stan Makita.
0: Stan Makita.
1: Who, who was a ten-time NHL All-Star.
0: Yep. Um, I mean, I can go into NASCAR, uh, mention the Wood Brothers, like David Pearson, what have you, but I could go, uh, go on uh, with all the drivers there.
2: That counts. Was it Dominic Wilkins?
0: He already yeah. said that. Yeah, we said Dominic. Uh, Don
1: Sutton. I will say this about Don Sutton: one thing I loved was uh, when he was a Braves broadcaster. Anytime the crowd would start doing the wave at Fulton County stadium. Skip Carey would be like the Don Sutton permanent wave is broken out here in Atlanta.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So we went on quite the tangent there to open the show. Like I said, we just kind of always try to recap what, uh, like who, uh, the specific number episode reminds us of. So, but I did mention Charleston in charge has hit the number 21 I kind of want to go around real quick because I did kind of joke about the the drinking age, we'll call it. But uh, we'll start with you, Dill. Dill, do you recall the first time, whether you were 21 or not, because we know that we're kids and we do dumb shit. uh, Do you recall the first time you got drunk and overdid it, whether you were 21, just turning 21 or younger, even older?
1: I absolutely remember it vividly. Uh, me and my friend Damon got a bottle of Rotgut vodka yeah. and drank the whole thing by having screwdrivers um, and stayed over at uh, his house. And I woke up the next day and I felt like I was going to die. It was like Kamchatka vodka. It was so awful.
0: That just sounds um, nasty.
1: I was 15. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that's an early age to be doing that too.
1: I grew up in Edinburgh and there wasn't a lot to do. So we did a lot of drinking.
0: That's fair. I mean, I did some, I did some drinking too, growing up on a farm and you know, I'd sneak some beers here and there, but um, I'll quickly mention, I think I was 19. I was hanging out with my sister and her then boyfriend in his apartment and uh, he, they invited me over. It was a bunch of coworkers of hers and And they basically said, you can have whatever you want. So I looked at the, uh, I looked at the kitchen table, what was a kitchen or countertop. And it was just full of mixers and liquors and things like that. And I knew Natty light. I knew beers. I didn't really know anything else. So what did I do? Because my sister always drank captain and Coke. I grabbed the captain. There was no Coke and started drinking spiced rum with Hawaiian punch and then I also decided to dig out the bottle of ice 101 out of the freezer and do the York peppermint patty shot where you would take a swig from the bottle and then squirt Hershey syrup and mix it up in your mouth so that was my first night of overdoing it again I've drank sorry mom and dad happy mother's day um (laughs) <laughs> hey, I did say happy mother's day to all the mothers out there <clears throat> for not keeping their legs closed. If they had kept their legs closed, we would not be here. So thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was my first uh, rendezvous with, with overdoing it. I ended up passed out in the bathrooms. I thought I was going to throw up. I was wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. And one of the guys that was drinking with us, one of her coworkers thought it was going to be funny in my white t-shirt. He stood over me with blue gel toothpaste and squirted it all over my face all over my shirt and proceeded to spread it out all over my shirt and all over my face. So that like, I could see it happening. I could see it all happening, but I couldn't function. Like I couldn't stop him. There was no like rolling out of the way, getting up, nothing to the point where I got carried up by both arms and both legs thrown on a futon and left to die for the rest of the night. Oh so, my god! so, but yeah, that was my first overdoing it experience. Doug, what you got?
2: Uh, I was also 15. It was a sophomore homecoming. And uh, afterwards, a buddy of mine had a cabin out in Tynesta. And we all decided we were going to drive out there and stay the night. And my buddy's girlfriend at the time was like either a manager or assistant manager at that Burger King that used to be on um, Buffalo Road and uh, Nagel where the Walgreens is now. And, uh, well, they had an outside cooler, so we pit stopped there. She had the key. We opened up the cooler, pretty much raided it, and just grabbed all this, like, Burger King frozen stuff to take out with us so we could eat it. (laughs) And uh, headed out to Tynesta, got out there, and uh, it was Coors Lake. We got wasted off of Coors Lake. And uh, the next morning, We all woke up, you know, we've never had a hangover before. So we were just like, holy shit, what is going on? And, you know, when when you're a kid and you think of a hangover, you know, you think of, oh, you know, coffee, drink coffee. Mm -hmm. So we they had this, you know, we're out in the cabin. So they had this like little coffee maker. and We made this like sludge called coffee. And uh, we were all drinking like we didn't have any sugar cream or nothing. We were just chugging this coffee that was like tasting like syrup or at least had the same consistency. And we're just hoping like it's just going to go away. We're like, we just we'll just keep drinking coffee. It'll go away. And we spent all morning doing that. And, yeah, we didn't get anywhere. But uh, I will say cooking frozen Burger King food on an open campfire, not a good idea
0: that just sounds nothing but awful. I mean, the beer part's okay, but like you add the Burger King thing with all the beer, and then you're trying to recover with nothing but coffee. That just, oh, I I can only imagine. So, so we're going to get into a little bit of the, the 11 day manhunt here in just a second uh, before we get into some other things. But the the two guys in front of me, I mean via Zoom of course, but the two guys in front of me, um, Dill and Doug, like you guys have been there for me, and you know you've supported me in in whatever I dreamt of doing, whether it be moving to South Carolina, I uh, had your support starting a podcast, um, I had your support, and so with the two of you here with me, uh, finally together on an episode, I just want to say thank you for everything. Um, everything that you've done or said, anything like that, um, means the world to me. So again, thank you to, so.
1: Oh, you are most welcome. I have, uh, I've been blessed to count the both of you as my friends over the last 10 years. So, um, I'm so happy that you're doing this. And I'm, I'm so happy to be here.
0: So today was the end today is, um, May 10th. I had to think of the date there for a second. It's been 11 days. There was a correctional officer, not necessarily low country, but here down in the South. uh, She worked for an Alabama prison. And apparently, she developed a relationship. Now, one of you might be able to help me with one detail that is escaping me. Now, she had developed a relationship with an inmate for, I believe, almost two years. And she decided to retire. Uh, but she decided to retire four years early, which people thought was odd before you get all your retirement benefits. Uh, but they really didn't think anything of it. So I guess the, the question that is escaping me. So Dill, I don't know if you can help me, but was the woman in a prior relationship before she developed this one with an inmate?
1: You know, I am, I am not finding anything about, uh, what Vicky White was doing, um, before uh, before this happened, like I don't see, um, I, I don't see anything about what she was doing. As far as was she married? Was she, what um, was she in any kind of relationship? I know that they had been involved with each other for two years. Um, I just did a quick Google search of, uh, was Vicki White previously married? As it turns out, she was married to uh, ex-husband Tommy White in 2002. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see. She was married to him in 2002. Um, she was six years younger than he was uh apparently he was a drug addict and they got divorced in 2006
0: got it so
1: um his name was uh Tommy White okay that's only going to make it easier to follow this with all of them with the last name white
0: yeah yeah for sure now so that was the one thing i didn't know i didn't know what type of relationship she was in if it was good bad person was deceased i didn't know so she left a drug addict and she developed this relationship decided to retire for uh 4 years early And it was scheduled to be her last day at work. And unbeknownst to everybody else, she had fraudulently uh, stated that she was going to be using one of the cruisers to transport a prisoner for an appointment date locally. And so they got in the cruiser. I think they estimated she got within 25 miles down the road and they switched vehicles. They abandoned the cruiser and got into some SUV and they took off. They never show up for this appointment, you know. Eleven day manhunt, and they finally get tracked down in the state of Indiana, where a U.S. marshal had located the vehicle, and rammed the vehicle, uh, flipped the vehicle, and I believe while still in the vehicle, uh, Vicky White decided to take her own life. Uh, she took her pistol, which was I believe a nine millimeter, and she took her own life and. I guess the the inmate uh, said that after he was arrested that he was planning on killing himself if she didn't do it for him. But instead, she killed herself before he could react upon anything. And then, you know, eleven days later, he's finally arrested and taken into custody. And he also claims that he actually had nothing to do with it. I say you're a moron because you probably had a lot to do with it, considering the two-year relationship that you were in. Any thoughts?
2: I don't know. I mean, it, it could be either way. You're never going to really know, I guess, unless they, you know, do the whole fingerprint or CSI type stuff. I do know, wasn't it like, I think after it happened, didn't he like get out of the car? And he like, he like openly said, you know, help my wife. Um, you know, she just saw herself and I didn't do it. I mean, it's kind of weird that you would just say, I didn't do it. Like, wouldn't you just say, Hey, please help my wife. She just shot herself. I don't know.
1: He actually, the first thing he said was my wife just shot herself. So they think that they may have been secretly married in that 11 days.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Um, Who knows? I mean, it probably wasn't a legal marriage, but you you, you never know with that stuff. Uh, the the most incongruous thing with this is she's like, so she's like five one and he's like six ten.
2: Yeah, isn't there like there's a huge age gap
1: too? Isn't there? Twenty years. She's fifty six, yeah. and he was thirty eight.
0: Yeah, and he was he was serving, I believe, a previous seventy five year sentence.
1: Yeah it it was. He was not getting out of jail anytime soon. Right. And I I feel like this might be one of those situations where he schmoozed her and she bought it. And he's like, you got to help me escape. Like, he might have just completely snowed her. Like, you know, if she's been in bad relationships in the past, she might not have any idea what a good relationship is all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might have been... Um, that might've just been the, the thing that she needed to, to get into another relationship to be with someone who was special and he would have disappeared on
2: her anyway.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But it makes me, makes me wonder how he could, he could try to convince others when you're clearly part of this two-year relationship, whether or not you're schmoozing her to try to benefit yourself or she truly invested time in that relationship. I mean, for two years, she's not the only one in the relationship. Clearly there was a plan. How do you say that? I, I didn't know about this plan when for two years, this relationship was clearly established. I don't know. I really digress on that one, but yeah, it's, so it's finally to an end. Unfortunately, somebody did take their own life, but yeah, that's, that started down in Alabama down. I naturally want to say low country, but it's not the low country. It's just here down South. It doesn't matter where you're at. Actually, you can be in Florida. You can be in South Carolina, Alabama. I can sit here and ran off every state. There's some stupid people around now, not that you two know anything about what was going on around here, but stupid people, I will say. So there was an accident Sunday night involving three women, all like all related mother and two daughters. They were unfortunately involved in an accident where not, they did not survive. So it was like 11 o'clock at night on Sunday and roadblocks are up. There's um, there's deputies in their cruisers blocking the road. Nobody can get through. Well, somebody tried to get through and they actually drove their car through the cruisers. The two officers in their cruisers were also severely injured and life flighted to hospital as well. So we truly have some stupid people in our United States in general. But it just so happened that it happened down here. Like, why would you drive through a lit barricade where they're trying to extricate people from a vehicle, a rolled over vehicle, try to drive through it and go and injure more people? So that whole situation is now under investigation down in our our wonderful low country area. But anyways,
1: how many times do you see somebody driving through high water when they've got roadblocks up? People do it all the time. They don't think that the rules apply to them. And then they get mad because the rules do apply to them and they got hurt anyway.
0: Yep. They suffered the consequences. They just didn't think it through because there's so many people that don't have any common sense. Like it just, it boggles my mind. Like you said, driving through high water, I could easily say something along the lines of in the outer banks right now, there's a, we have so much wind up going up the coast right now, like it's windy here in Charleston, Doug, I don't know how it is down in Florida, but there's a storm brewing out in the Atlantic and I watched a video because because of hurricanes and high tides and things like that, they build the houses up on stilts. Somebody built their house like on the ocean side, part of the water of the outer banks. And you would think you're taking the precautionary measures and things like that. Well, Between the wind and the high tide and all the the waves pushing in, uh, all those stilts are primarily wood and actually knocked the house over and took the house out into the ocean. There's a vid- oh,
1: shit.
0: yeah there's video in cape hatteras of of houses like washing away out into the ocean so you you think you're trying to defy the laws of nature you you think you can defy them but well some people are proven wrong mother nature is undefeated
2: <laughs> is there a movie that just like came out or is going
0: to come out that's kind of like that
2: i can't remember i saw i watched some movie trailer it was
0: does it feature the rock
2: no not yet
0: <clears throat> okay part two um-
2: but no it was like the it was like this couple that went to stay at like one of those resorts where like the little huts are like out on like a like a dock yeah and i guess like a big storm comes through and basically rips them all apart and then like they end up you know inside this little hut but then when the storm comes through it ends up getting like uh it ends up getting sent out into the ocean and i guess like the movie's about them like trying to survive and Get rescued or something like that.
0: Well, hopefully they have beer and food. Hopefully. Maybe a little music, too. Unless they forgot to stock the minibar.
2: Are you talking about Force of Nature?
0: No, I saw that one. Now I kind of want to know what this is.
2: Oh, it's going to bother me. I
0: can can just imagine one of those little huts out in the middle of the ocean now with nothing but food, Bev, and the Macarena. (laughs) 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 We're getting bucked up tonight.
2: It has an actress in it that was, like, used to be in a lot of movies a long time ago, and then, like, stopped making movies. That narrows it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Doug. No, man. It's... What's, what's his name that used to uh, uh, commentate with John Madden? Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall. Thanks, John. Ah,
2: I found it. Infinite it, Storm? No. It's called the Re- Re-quim. Re-quim. Requiem. Requiem. Requiem? Right. Nope. Just Requin. Requin.
0: I think you're making shit up. It has Alicia
2: Silverstone in it.
0: Oh. That's not her name, by the way. Her name is Cher. Her name is- <laughs> <laughs> that's the only name. The Requin. Yeah. Requin. Requin. Whatever the hell. I've never even heard of it. Is it straight to TV? Straight to cable?
2: Uh, no. Oh,
0: no. I guess it is. It's going to you premiere can, right after can, Sharknado Five. You can rent it on Prime Video already. Well, okay. there's a lot of, you know, movies, TV shows, like TV series that are going directly to streaming anymore. So that's a that's a very common thing ever since COVID hit. Oh you know, yeah. that, that's a way for people that are still not comfortable, you know, if they feel that they're still susceptible to the coronavirus, or they just hate people. Um, it's a way for them to to experience what you would normally experience pre-covid. So it, I'm le- I was looking forward to The Batman coming out, so it spent 30 days strictly in theaters. So I didn't have to spend the money to go see it in the theater. 30 days later I was able to watch it here. Was it at Peacock or was it HBO. HBO? HBO Max, yeah. Okay. And the next movie that I'm looking forward to seeing is Top Gun Maverick.
1: I have seen the first Top Gun more than Anyone you know, you could take five people and, and total the number of times they've seen it. And I guarantee I will at least double it. Because when we first got our VCR, that was one of two movies that we owned. So we literally watched it every day.
0: What was the other movie? The Karate Kid. Ah, oh, damn. I was gonna say Debbie does Dallas for but... you.
1: Strangely enough, Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> here we go <laughs> uh, my friend's dad had that on vhs when we were kids and uh he'd we'd go over and crash out at his house in you know like ninth or tenth grade and his his old man would drink himself to sleep and be out like a light and there'd be like five teenagers in the living room watching debbie does
2: dallas <laughs> <laughs> actually we uh saw so you know since we moved down like we still haven't gone through everything and we we oh, went boy. to uh, we went through the garage before everybody got down here, and all of a sudden, I come upon this like random box. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And I open it up, and it's full of VHS tapes. I'm like, I don't even remember still owning these. Like, so like I'm leafing through them. There's all sorts of like movies, like the you know movies that I used to watch all the time. But then, yeah, I came across a Playboy video that I had. I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I don't know how to play it, but you know
0: do you recall if it was one of those ones and it was just it, it was like a photo shoot but it was slow motion and you could just kind of see them just enjoying the hair and enjoying the sand and oh no did did my top get wet like it was, oh no all oh, my nipples are hard now better buff those up too
2: the water is so cold it oh,
1: it's so cold <laughs> i was uh Doug, I actually had the same thing happen. Um, I was over at my parents looking for something for one of my buddies. Um, And I found a box of my old VHS wrestling tapes. And in there, I also found two of the Girls Gone Wild VHS tapes. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Well, I did not think we were going to get on the topic of Debbie Does Dallas. So that's we're going to stop the first half of the episode of episode 21 apparently debbie's doing dallas again so we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk a little road tripping myself and dill spears among others decided to take a road trip so we will be right back all right we're back from our break we're still here with dill we're here with doug and apparently we're talking debbie does dallas well,
1: um, I, I do want to say on a on a movie note that I did find the plot for that movie that Doug was talking about. Oh, please uh, the 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 requin, requin. I don't know. A couple on a romantic getaway find themselves stranded at sea when a tropical storm sweeps away their villa. In order to survive, and I'm like, they eat each other. No, they're forced <laughs> to fight the elements while while sharks circle below. Uh, the people. Oh, this has a. Uh, Two point six out of ten on IMDb. Yes, Um, it's got uh, Alicia Silverstone and nobody else you've ever heard of. Cool.
2: That's probably twenty minutes into the movie. There's only two people.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and no boobs.
2: We don't know that for sure.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Mm. No. Has have have either of you seen that movie? Speaking of eating people, uh, where they were. Uh, They were in a plane crash on a mountain, like snowy, covered. Um, What the hell was it called? It was like made in like 1993. Deliverance? No, that was
1: from the 70s.
0: No, do you, Dill, do you know what movie I'm talking about?
1: Yes, and um, it's a true story.
0: Yeah, they had to become, they had to become, do I want, dare I say carnivores? No, they were definitely cannibals. Cannibals, that's what. Sorry, it's this damn wine. It's number 21, excuse me. Uh,
1: You are thinking about the movie Alive.
0: That's it? Yes. Yes. Based on a true story. Yep, that is it. You said eating people, and I was like, ooh, it's like the movie Alive, but better because it's in the middle of the water with sharks.
1: So uh, that was a movie starring uh, your good friend, Ethan Hawke.
0: Ethan Hawke, no, he's not my friend.
1: I thought he was your buddy. Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Stephen Dorff. Um, yes,
0: Dill is making reference to the fact that I got to meet Steven Dorf a week or two ago.
1: Yeah, uh, and that one is stranded after a plane crash in the Andes Mountains. Individual members of Uruguay's rugby team respond differently. Group leader Nando, played by Ethan Hawke, tries to keep everyone's spirits up. Medical student Roberto, Josh Hamilton, diligently treats cases of frostbite and gangrene. Loose cannon Antonio, played by Vincent Spano, gradually loses his composure. Once all available foodstuffs run out, the group faces a terrible dilemma. Eat one or more of their deceased teammates or die. What do you do? I don't know. Eat them. They don't care. They're dead.
2: They're dead. Dead. Cut them open and crawl inside to keep warm. Like a
1: tauntaun. Mm.
0: (laughs) You can do that too.
1: (laughs) Or like Buffalo Bill from... from, silence of the lambs and just make yeah. a like a skin suit out of them. You could do that too.
2: It puts a lotion on its skin.
1: Oh yeah I remember her she's a great big fat person.
2: <laughs> there is a movie that came out this year called X. Just called X. Okay. And it is messed up. It's you- basically it's it, it's like these it's in, it's filmed like it's today's, but it almost feels like you're watching a movie from the '70s.
0: Okay. And
2: the the these group of people are all in the middle of nowhere, and they go stay. They go stay, and they rent out like this barn or cabin on uh, some dude's farm, and it's like a really a really old couple, and. It, it looks just like texas chainsaw massacre you know they're in the middle of nowhere the house looks the same and well the owner the they don't tell the owners this but the reason why they rented out the barn was to film a porno okay and like i don't know like i haven't really watched the movie yet but basically it, somehow the the owners find out they kind of like something doesn't click and they go all crazy and they start killing all the kids off or all the people off. Like, but it's like total Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like just the mood, the setting, like everything. It's, it's a really weird movie. I I don't even know if I want to sit down and watch it. It's got a 96%
0: on Rotten Tomatoes. Really?
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: Damn. So I just had this thought, why wouldn't somebody create an idea of a horror movie? Perhaps maybe Jordan Peele because he's a little messed up in the head and he has great ideas, but this isn't showing my age because I'm a little bit younger than the two of you, but I used to have to ride to school on a bus with my neighbor kid. I used to go over there and like his grandmother would like give us food before we'd leave. He was several years younger than me, always watching Lamb Chop. So I don't know if you recall Lamb Chop. But I can only imagine a horror movie being locked in a house fortress down and all there's no escape. And the villain killer, whatever you want to call this person, does nothing. But once the house is on lockdown, reach over with legs crossed and a drink in the hand and just hit the play button. And all you hear is the theme from Lamb Chop. Does anybody know the theme from Lamb Chop? The song that does not end. It's the fucking song that doesn't end. <laughs> the
1: song. And then.
0: And then just imagine, you know, it being a group of people trapped in this house with the song that doesn't end constantly playing in the background. So you're not. Yeah. Just imagine the level of crazy that it would drive people to. Maybe I should give that idea to Jordan Peele. Hey, you should make a movie where the house plays the lamb chop theme through the entire movie and drives them absolutely insane. I'd be
2: curious how many people would actually want to sit through that. Because then they would have to listen to the Lamb Chop theme song over <laughs> and over again.
1: Maybe if they make it all the way through, uh, they get to see it for free.
2: There you go.
1: I or they the get son. a
0: copy of the single to take home. <laughs> that would be the Here, ultimate gift.
2: Take this home. show it to your kids. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> the torture that would continue. So we're actually going to segue <sighs> into uh, some traveling. So I'm going to look right at you, Dill. I'm going to let you do some talking. So, you recently uh, were on the road, or let's just say in the air for a little bit. Tell us uh, what was going on.
1: Well, um, last year, I, we, we got to go back a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL draft was in Cleveland, and we're all from Erie or have lived in the Erie area. And uh, our friend Derek rented a haunted house in <laughs> Westlake, Ohio. And we stayed there, and I thought for sure we were going to get murdered. We did not, but we went to uh, the, the NFL draft experience at whatever the Brown Stadium was called now. The first day we were there, it was pouring down rain and we all got soaked. And I I would I just I I hit my end that day and we wound up going back to the house, some of us. Actually, Doug, I think you were one of the some of us. Oh yeah. We went back and uh, we had a TV set up. In the living room, or no, it was in the dining room. And we wound up sitting around this gigantic dining room table and watched the NFL draft for TV's. And we decided that that was better than actually going to the draft and trying to watch it live. So we said, let's go to, it was in Vegas this year, and there was no way any of the married guys were going to be allowed to go to last day. Nope. So we went to Doug's house in florida um derek got the tickets for us back in january five of us flew down um first if you're ever going to use any of those travel sites um we used uh what the hell was the name of it um
0: was it so there's expedia no you guys use like priceline or something
1: priceline thank you
0: say priceline next yeah
1: we used Priceline. He booked the tickets. Um, there was a, a flight, was leaving out of Cleveland at like 2.20 in the afternoon. And then we had a connection in Charlotte that left at like 4.30 and then we would land in Orlando at 6. Well, the night before, another one of the guys is like, well, we better go ahead and check in. So he goes and checks in and he's like, this is telling me that the flight's at 10 45 AM, not two. And so we all get on and check and we're like, holy shit. So the trip did not get off to a good start because we had to be out the door and on the road by 7 AM to get to the airport in time. God, Um, I hate that. Cleveland has a really good TSA setup. We were, we were banged through TSA in 20 minutes and it was the middle of the day. Um, and then, you know, we landed in Charlotte and we had a four-hour layover. Um, the food court set up, at least in the American Airlines uh, area, I guess their their terminal, is not great. There's no order to it. Um, we, we just kind of milled about. Some of the guys got burgers. I got Bojangles chicken. Um and then you know we just kind of hung out at the gate. Uh fortunately, Tony was there to entertain us, and he might be the most entertaining person I've ever been around in very small doses. Um, and then we landed, uh we landed in Orlando, and it was getting out of there was thank god we didn't have bags, like we had one person that had to check a bag, but the rest of us just kind of waited around and up pulls Doug and, and Mike. And they had been drinking from what I could tell all day.
0: Yep. (laughs) um,
1: Like the whole time. So we went to, what was that restaurant we went to Doug? Uh, Twin Peaks. That's right. Twin Peaks. And then we crammed all of us. There were, there wound up being a total of six house guests the first night crammed us all into Doug's house. Uh, Poor, poor Tony wound up sleeping in the garage.
2: That was his choice. It was. Yes.
1: I slept on that. I tried to sleep on that couch and I slept for about three hours. Um, and uh, we, we just had, uh, you know, Doug took us all over the place that first day. I think we went to. Uh, we. None of us brought sandals. We're all idiots. If you're going to Florida, pack sandals. Uh, that's a travel tip
0: there you go um
1: and we went to a uh we went to that brewery went to Mm intercoastal really good beer there and another travel tip is if you're going to a brewery that you've never been to before and they have flights say to the bartender if you were going to order a flight give me what you would order because they're not going to steer you wrong, because they know the good ones and they know the bad ones, mm-hmm. and so that's what I did. And uh, you know, I we zipped through the. Gosh, we went back to Doug's. And uh, another travel tip is: don't watch the NFL draft with a nineteen-year-old who doesn't know anything about football, because you're gonna you're gonna uh, get pissed off. Um, we did, was that did we hit the Irish pub on the first day, Doug? We must have Uh, because we got the cigars.
2: Yes. Because we went, yeah, because we got the cigars first, then went to, then we walked down the street to the Irish pub,
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: then we went up to Intercoastal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that first day, I mean, it was, it was so much fun. Um, And then day two, uh, Doug's like, hey, there's this great big flea market, and I had been talking about wanting to go to the go to a flea market because I'm a comic book collector and I was looking for some stuff. And uh, sure enough, we we pull into the parking lot at this fucking flea market, and I'm like, that guy looks like Marty Balac. That guy is Marty Balac. There's Marty just leaning against his car, and drinking a beer. <laughs> and I had I had said to you in our our one group text, I'm like are you going to come down to Doug's? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then I said, I had to, one night I was like, I have to pack. And you're like, pack, where are you going? And so Marty was there. And then, uh, you know, we just rampaged our way through what might be the world's largest indoor flea
0: market. Yeah. Place is huge. So much shit that I would love to buy.
1: I don't think I saw half of the stuff they had. Um I wanted to buy a sword, but there's no way I would have got that through TSA. (laughs) And then we went to, um, I think after that, we we went and grabbed a drink somewhere, didn't we? Or did we just go home?
0: So after the flea market. um, We split up. So I took took Tony because he was a little uh, hyper. And I just went for a drive. And I just like driving. I enjoy it. And it's also a control thing. And plus I had my car. I hadn't been to Doug's house yet. So I just had my car. So Tony's like, I'm going to ride with Marty. He hops in with me and I'm like, music's going to be up. Windows are going to be down. No questions. Okay. And then uh, Mike decided to join too. you know, windows down, face down, ass up, music up, you know, all that happy stuff. So we just went for a drive. I took him over to the Melbourne area. um, Like the intercoastal area, like took him over the waterway down toward the beach. And then I took them to a brewery called Helen blazes. We had a beer there. They were bitching about food. And I'm like, we're just having one beer. And then we realized that uh, SpaceX space was going to be launching a satellite from Cape Canaveral. So we walked out to the parking lot and then realized we're dipshits. We can just drive back over the bridge and you can park off to the side there and you can watch it go up. So uh, Tony and Mike got to see their first launch from Cape Canaveral. I think that's like the third time I've seen it because when I visited Doug last year, they did a launch basically from where I was at. Uh, this time around, uh, but everybody had gone back, uh, back home, and that's where we ended up as well. Everybody ate, and then we watched the, we hung out, drank, and watched the draft, and get to day three, and that's kind of like that's kind of like the the wrap up day. So we did this big, uh, big swoop. Up like up through Melbourne into Cocoa Beach, Cape Canaveral. So we hit Captain Jay's for food. We met Sweetie the alligator over at the uh, the Keyline Pie Company, and those are amazing people over there. Um, I I thought Mike was going to try to steal that alligator. I really did. So Mike was. Let me interject. Mike was spooning Sweetie. There are pictures to prove it. And oh, yeah. But yeah. So we we definitely thought Mike was going to take this this alligator. So we went there, went to Ron John, did some shopping. Uh, then we went to uh, we went to Captain Jay's. got some food. Uh, we went to um, the sandbar next door, which was super cool. Some of the guys wanted to see a beach, uh, see the beach. So they walked out there. Mike met a friend out there and it was a sand tick. He brought it along with us, wanted to have That's a good nice. time with us. Uh, so after that, we went up to Cape Canaveral and went to Oceanside Distilling. We all sat and had a drink and relaxed. Uh, that's where we met Mike's buddy, the, the good old Santik. And that could be the episode, uh, episode name as well. We have Debbie does Dallas as a contender. We also have like our dear friend Santic. Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean that. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. So we went to Oceanside Distill and had a drink there. Everybody's kind of like, you know, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's get going back. And Doug, we skipped dirty Ore, and we took Tony to Hooters.
1: Yes. So. I- At this point of the trip, I started getting a migraine, and I I don't get them a lot, but when I get them, I I turn into a bear, because when I get them, I I can't function, and I think mine was a little bit of a function of being a little dehydrated and just having a headache and not getting a lot of sleep. But I, I was, act- I was like, that last day, I just wanted to go back and crash.
0: Yeah. Because
1: also, we had to get up at 2.30 in the morning.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- so, Doug, we went to Hooters, and what did we do at Hooters?
2: So, you know, it's May, and it's coming up on Tony's birthday, so we were, like, you know, we told the waitress that it was Tony's birthday. And, you know, they did the whole thing where they come out and start singing and clapping and whatever, but... It wasn't exactly how I had a picture in my head, but I kind of wanted to get all the girls together and somehow get them in one picture with Tony and just have that, like, you know, panoramic picture of just Tony in the middle of all these different Hooters girls. Um, Pretty much as blackmail, but, you know, uh, it didn't work out exactly, but at least, you know, it embarrassed
0: him a little bit. So I was happy there. Tony is like, he's the kind of person, it's like, you need to satisfy his inner eight-year-old. And if you don't satisfy his inner eight-year-old, he gets, we'll call we'll say whiny and grumpy. Because the entire time he was riding around with me in my car, so you're welcome, you two. Um, When he was riding around in my car, I was always doing something wrong. He was always worried that I didn't know where I'm going. It's called fucking GPS, dude. He's always worried that I'm going to be going to the wrong place. Again, GPS. Then he's worried about my car. I just, as long as we make it there in one piece. It's like, why would you say shit like that?
1: Maybe he's not talking about your car. Maybe he's talking about your driving. Just learning about hmm <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, so the first time he started bitching about, are you sure you know where you were going? You know, we are at a stoplight and I have the GPS. So we were at a stoplight the first time he opened his mouth. And I actually, he was, he, then he started on the, well, I just want to make sure we get there. We will. Well, no, I just, I, I just want to make sure that we get there. Now he's kind of like dancing around in the seat, getting a little nervous, making sure his seatbelts buckled. I put the car in park. I'm like, are you, are you done? So anyways, I didn't mean to go on a rant about Tony. Still love you, Tony, but you are a dick. So we went to Hooters, planned for his birthday. And that satisfied his inner eight-year-old because he had six girls around him singing happy birthday they were all decent looking um and so he was he was very happy getting outside of of his of his home life so i get it but so we went to hooters and we all we were going to go to a bar it was a video game bar we were running out of time because dill as you just alluded to uh, y'all had to get up at or leave at three o'clock in the morning because you had a flight uh before 6 30 that you had to be on in orlando
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, we had to go over to Jimbo's oh. for, for a minute and then fly back to Doug's as fast as we could, sleep hard for like three hours and then hit the road. And we got to Orlando. And no matter, I guess, no matter what time you're leaving Orlando or what day, your your ass is waiting in line at TSA. And we were in line at TSA for, I would say, a solid 45 minutes. Like when you go in the one door and check in and then you walk down towards TSA, they had the the snake line thing um, was full. And then the line was three quarters of the way down that hallway. By the time we got into that line, like through the line and into the, the snake thing to get to TSA, The line had gone all the way down the hall, wrapped around the corner and gone all the way back up and wrapped around another corner by TSA. And I mean, we never stopped moving, but by the time we got on our plane, I'll bet you there were 2000 people in line. And we got uh, got on our plane and we had managed to get really good seats where all four of us that were traveling back together, me, Derek, Paul, and Tony, We all we had four seats that were right by each other, but they were all aisle seats. (laughs) So that's oddly convenient. Yeah, so it was like me right in front of Tony, and then or just the way it worked out, all four of us were were sitting right by each other in the same two rows, but uh, nobody had a nobody had a window seat, and then. For some reason, our itinerary took us through Miami. So we landed in Miami. We were in the air for like half an hour. It's like fly from Orlando to Miami to Cleveland. So instead of a flight that was an hour and a half to Charlotte and then another hour and a half to Cleveland, it was half an hour to Miami and then three hours to Cleveland.
0: Are you sure you want flying frontier? I didn't go to Phoenix. Fair. Fair fair you're a dick
1: yeah i know know. (laughs) but it was um like if you're gonna if you're gonna travel and and i think derek made this mistake don't carry a duffel bag get yourself a tsa sized rolling suitcase because if you have a duffel bag, by the time you get to where you're going, your back is going to absolutely kill you. Um, and Tony somehow just packed like a backpack. Like, like how do you pack a backpack for five days?
0: Now, to be fair, we used to do primitive camping trips where we were only allowed to take one bag. So, and we had to pack it, you know, to, to survive. And I think in his head, you know, and I kind of think that anymore, there are certain things you can kind of lay out in front of you and go, do I really need this for three, three and a half days? No. And you kind of put it off to the side. And that's one of those things that you kind of learn and that, that you kind of learn from, you know, being out in those uh, situations, putting yourself in that situation and experiencing it with what you have. So I think that's kind of where he gets some of that as well. So you're alluding to travel tips. I did want to kind of go over our list as of right now. So travel tip number one, uh, we just stated simply just to be prepared, and then uh, travel tip number two was shortly after I moved down here. Pack bug spray because the uh, the climate is different, which means the bugs are different. Um, Dougles uh, traveled to Erie with the family on the road, and his travel tip uh, number three was invest in a commercial grade Amazon cooler because it lasted better than some of the Yetis on the market right now, and also. Uh, with tip number four, Doug provided: "Don't uh, waste your money on a cheap hotel just because you're trying to save a buck." Um, and he discussed a couple of experiences in one night that he had uh, that he had gone through just by looking for the cheapest, you know, barely off the beaten path hotel. So, but that puts us at number five. So, Dill, I'm actually going to look at you. I'm actually going to look at both of you. So, but Dill, you're going to be first. You did the traveling. You had some weird uh, flight hours. You traveled with a bunch of dudes. Um, Everything that you just talked about, if you had to narrow down one tip to make our list, what would your travel tip be for this episode?
1: Make sure whatever luggage you have has wheels on it and you can just pull it.
0: I know those bags can get kind of heavy. So waiting, waiting in those TSA lines, carrying your shit, having to pick it up, move it five feet, stop again. So I can kind of get all that. Uh, So, so yeah, so number five, we're going to make our travel tip travel, which with luggage that actually has some wheels. So that way you're not uh, wasting a lot of your energy, especially waiting sometimes hours just to get through TSA. Now, Doug, I know you haven't really mentioned a lot about the trip, but you did host everybody. I Um, did. You hosted everybody. You hosted myself. I stayed an extra day with you, the wife and the kids. I left early the next day. Uh, Doug, you and I just kind of spent a little time on the road, just me and you, I drove you around cause you drove everybody around, uh, for a couple of days. So I was like, I don't mind driving. Let's go. So Doug and I went to Vera beach. Uh, we hit up a new, a new brewery for me, uh, called walk and tree met some excellent dudes, uh, had some good beer. We actually shared a little bit. And, um, so we had a, we had a good time and then we hit up a brewery that we have been to before called mash monkey. We went and got some food with the family and then headed back home. So we had a pretty, we had a pretty relaxed uh, Sunday evening. So once it all was said and done, once the smoke cleared, everybody was gone. Um, as far as hosting that many people, do you have any tips for us if you decide to host a group of people?
2: Um, I was cool. going to say my, my travel tip was going to be kind of like a reverse, like, Since I hosted Travelers, Um, if you're going to host Travelers, just Mm -hmm. plan ahead, you know, make sure, make sure you, you know, if everybody's drinking coffee, make sure you have enough coffee, make sure you have, you know, some people might like creamer, some people might not make sure you have some, Uh, you know, it's, I tried, I tried to do as much grocery shopping as I could to at least kind of, you know, take the, the, the blunt of it, as far as, you know, making sure, you know, people had something to eat, something to snack on, something to drink. Um, Hell, we even, we had to make sure we had enough towels for everybody. I mean, stupid shit like that, you know, Um, or, you know, just in case somebody forgot something, this and that, you know, you might be able to make up for it rather than forcing them to go out and buy everything, you
0: know? So you, um, so you can easily break that down to just kind of a even if you are traveling or if you're hosting, you just make sure you stop and account for everybody's needs.
2: Yes, and another travel tip that if uh, make sure your your driver stays awake the whole time because uh, that that was uh, that was a pretty rough ride back. On Sunday. Did you eventually stop? I had to. I, I got. You On the way there, I was fine because everybody kept talking and it it kept me awake. Yeah. But like on the way back, because you know the road we took, I took the same road back. Oh, God. I got down, like I dropped you guys off and I circled around and I came back through like the, you know, the commercialized area. Mm -hmm. Well, just as I was about to leave the commercialized area, I stopped and got gas, got something to drink, kind of took a minute. And, uh, And I was like, all right, I can go. And I hit that road, that long road of nothing. And I got about halfway through, maybe a little little farther than halfway. And all of a sudden, like, I didn't even notice that, like, I wasn't swerving. But, like, my van was kind of drifting side to side. Oh, geez. Well, my van has that lane assist. Mm -hmm. So it, it not only does it alert me, but it redirects me. So... And then apparently if you set off the sensors too many times in like a certain amount of period, like I had this little logo that popped up on the dashboard, the coffee like cup, little coffee cup. It was like, you need, you may need to take a break. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Thank you, Jarvis. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I literally, I finally, I made it to the end of that road. And just as I make that right onto like another dark road but um because hell even the sun wasn't up yet but uh i pulled over i saw a circle k and i pulled over and i just i left the car running i just put the seat back and i I literally i probably nodded off for like a good half hour and i was i wasn't even that far from home but i couldn't make it like i literally got to a point where i was like i can't drive anymore like I, i can't i
1: i was very worried about that Cause I was looking at you while we were driving and I was like, I got to just keep chatting at him to, yeah. Uh, well, even then, like I think
2: it was rough on the way there, but I at least had people talking like it had, my, my brain was still functioning. Cause I had the process, mostly Tony
0: yelling and screaming. And, um,
2: but yeah, on the way back, it was rough, but yeah. I made it. We're here. Yeah.
0: Now, had I actually woken up when everybody was trying to leave, I planned on going You know, just to ride along, even if I slept all the way there, and I slept through everybody, everybody leaving the house. So I was actually quite surprised that I did that because I was in the in the living room on the couch. Um, But we do have to wrap up episode 21. Uh, Dill, did you at least I know you had like some, like your back was bothering you. you had a migraine. Did you at least enjoy yourself down in Florida?
1: yeah i did um i have um as you guys know i have some some i'm a little neurodivergent and um my particular brand of neurodivergence is that um i can have social interaction for a while but i need a place to be solitary And we've got that many people in a close close environment like that i didn't really have anywhere to go unless i was taking a shit yep so um but that didn't really hit me until like Saturday. And then I was like, I'm out of gas. Um, and then the, the headache hit. But I mean, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I had an absolute blast. Doug and his wife and his, his daughters took really good care of us. Uh, that your Doug, you have the best dog. That oh, dog dude. is so awesome. That dog ate a, ate a slice of cheese off the top of my head
2: we have that as evidence as well
1: yes but i i an absolute blast i'm so glad that we did it uh and every if we do it every year you know we're going to be able to to grow and kind of figure out okay how are we going to do this this year so that it's uh it's a little better for everybody's uh for everybody so
2: i uh no i do i i enjoyed having everybody i thought we all had a good time um you know, and it's been like that ever since I moved down here. So it's an invitation. You know, anytime somebody wants to come down or they need to get out of their area for a week, a long weekend or a week or whatever, let me know and we'll figure it out. Uh,
0: and and that's why we discuss travel tips, because we experience, we learn, we develop as we continue to do things like this, uh, get together and, you know, spend a few days together. So, but I believe that's going to do it for episode 21 quickly. Dill, social media, what's you on?
1: I am uh, Idiotville underscore Dill on Twitter, and uh, that's really about it. It's the only place that I post under this name. So, yeah, um, look for Dill Spears on Twitter, uh, Idiotville Dill. We release a new episode every week uh, of both Idiotville podcast and
0: Trash Sports Takes. And, Doug, do you you media uh, socially often? not really okay look at it while you're pooping
2: if you do check out some of these media places i don't know if any of the pictures will get cross-posted or whatever but we did take brent and liberty with us in spirit yes we did Uh, so i'm just gonna leave it at that Uh, it might be worth checking out the social medias to see exactly how uh my my friends brought brent and liberty down even though he couldn't make the trip
0: yep so um i'll put those on my twitter there you go. We'll make sure those make the, make the go around. So you can, you can find those posts about rent and Liberty on, on the Idiotville pages. And once I come across them, cause I don't media socially very often, but I still have them uh, with the Charleston in charge podcast pages. I'll, I'll certainly get that around as well. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Charleston in charge podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, checking out new beers at Uh You can also find me exploring the, the scenic aspect of Charleston, uh, at at Charleston and charge podcast on Instagram as well. Um, I don't Twitter much, but I do have a Twitter, uh, Twitter handle. It is uh, Marty underscore CIC pod. I actually had to think about that one there real quick. And I'm also on TikTok uh, at Charleston and charge podcast. Anytime I go to a festival or anything like that, checking out, uh, checking out the view and sharing it uh, with everybody else along the way. So Dill, thank you for joining us for episode 21. We appreciate your time my pleasure so hopefully we can have you back and maybe have one of these other experiences where we all get together somewhere and and we can sit and chat about it as well doug thanks for joining me as always every week yes sir okay and it's time to go we out of here go on now and get see you in hell i'll see you in hell i'll see you in hell go on now i'm gonna go on and bury me a buck knife now <laughs> I got all nervous. I got all nervous. I had to go back to my old habit. I thought I broke it. Oh. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh man. Oh. yeah, you know, I don't think I can get to sleep unless I go out and burn your butt, <laughs> Oh that shit. Oh. Oh that shit. All right, now everybody go on now. Get see you, country.